Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. D A D. You all right? I had a bit of a. You know, I burped the other week. Yeah, well, I was. I think it was oh no, it was last week. It was wasn't last it? week. What an event it was. Well, people will think. All right, weird <laughs> flex. I don't burp. I can't. I just. It's not something that happens to me. I burp once a year. I've known Ollie for about ten years or so, and I've seen him burp twice. Mm-hmm. I think in that entire time I've known you. And that's not because I'm prudish. No. Which I am. I, I, if I could burp, you're friending. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw it in people's faces like one guy sitting opposite me. What? Uh, I. I uh. <laughs> oh, I'm on a live stream. Uh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> It's not like I'm Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just, yeah, ever since then, I feel like that was a little valve being released and I, I keep feeling like I'm going to burp, but I haven't. And that was one of those. Okay. But hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I burped last week. <laughs> I've got a question for you. Oh, yeah, fire away. Peppers, rank them. In colour. <laughs> um, red to my faves. Easy. Yellow. Yes. Orange. Uh-huh. Green. It's a terrible colour for a pepper. I hate them. What, green peppers? Oh, I can't stand them. Green peppers are very good in chilies, though. Are they? Yeah. Are they spicy? No. Oh, I don't like them. It's a weird taste. They taste so different to the red pepper. They taste like grass. The red pepper is sweet. The green pepper is the flavour of arse. <laughs> it tastes like arse. No, I don't like it. It's, good, it's, good, it's a good accompaniment in meals because the thing with like a red pepper or like a it. yellow pepper, if you add that into something like a chilli, it might overpower some things. But green gives you that nice crunch, but it's not an overpowering flavour that'll take away from the beautiful cumin-y, uh, tomato-y uh, sauce that you've got. I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I hate green peppers so much. I don't want to hear the other side. <laughs> I think I'm finally understanding the tribalism on the internet. Yeah. I just hadn't found my thing. 
but seriously screw green peppers. It, ru- it ruined a few mouthfuls of my meal. Because I thought... Is this why this has come up? Because yeah, yeah. you just had lunch and it wasn't a great one. But it's, No, it was a delicious one, apart from this green pepper. And I thought, ah, this is a night. Nice- I haven't had this ready meal before. I'll have a bit of the green pepper. My girlfriend keeps saying, give them a go. Try them. I'm like, I don't like them. And I had it. And it was awful. Ooh. And the, the, the taste lingered for the next three bites. Mm-hmm. It was a halloumi stew. Mm. It was very tasty. The other day, so I, I don't know if you know this, but I've got a kid now. Yeah. Um, I'm very conscious about bringing it up because we did an AEW show a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and there wasn't a comment left on the video. I didn't get a tweet. I didn't get an email. But there was one person in the live chat that at one point said, oh, it's Luke had a kid. He never mentions it. <laughs> And I'm honest, and, I'm, and I haven't stopped thinking about that one that one comment. That was just in jest. Uh, I don't think it was. And um, so anyway, I've, so I've had a kid, right? Um, we tried to have dinner together for like you know just actually sitting down at the table and eating dinner together with the little one in the in the pram next to us, and it wasn't happening. She kicked off very very quickly into the meal. What does that mean? Crying, crying, wanted to be helped by mum, wanted to be fed, and this mm. and the other attention seeking. So I finished my meal and I said to my wife, I was like, do you want me to cut up some of yours so I can, you can then just sort of like, you know, feed it to yourself? She's the baby. Like, she's the baby, right? And she said, yeah, that would be great if you could. So I'm cutting this up. I had a different topping than she had. She had fried mushrooms and blue cheese. Okay. And when I cut it every slice, the smell would hit me and I nearly threw up every single time. Do you not like blue cheese? Oh, it's the worst. That tastes of old feet. Ooh. Uh, the weird thing is, cannot deny that, but I love it. Oh, it's disgusting. And that with the fried mushrooms, genuinely, like she bought some blue cheese and it's been stuck in the fridge for in weeks now. Every time I friending open it up. Weeks. Oh, friending weeks. Every time I open it up now, I get this friending smell in my face and it's disgusting. I love Stilton. What? Yeah. Blue and veiny. That's how I like them. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, let's get into the Dynamite episode. We'll have a bit of a short uh, outro for you to enjoy. Here is the show. My lewdness. I got a boner for that. Is it time for a new era? I didn't know that was going to play. I did it by accident. <laughs> Is it time for a new era in AEW? An undisputed era. Punk surely thinks so. He's excited for it. He's got a boner. <laughs> I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite. Hold Sorry, on. D-A-D. Apologies for accidentally throwing you off your game there. It's not like you would have just done that to me. It was an accident, though. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. Not just any Dynamite Review Podcast. It's the go-home edition for Full Gear, which is this Saturday, which will have these two guys there watching along with you, fighting to become the number one contender for the championship. Oh, yeah. And also today's episode is brought to you by Bosley. Bosley, indeed it is. Right now, Bosley is giving away 
a free information kit and a $250 gift card towards a procedure. Bosley is America's number one hair restoration expert with more than 45 years experience and has performed over 430,000 hair restoration procedures. Millions of men and women have come to Bosley for the answers to hair loss and hair restoration questions. The free information kit will give you everything you need to know about hair loss and hair restoration options. They offer free in-person and video consultations. So get your free Bosley information kit and a $250 gift card by clicking the link in the video description down below. Please do click that video description because it hugely helps us and them. Look, look, so I had a hair transplant, of course. Look, you, you can, we can see the before photo. Look, look how much face I've got. Now look at it. I am a chad. <laughs> we had this discussion on a podcast. I'm now all face because <laughs> it's the babiest of baby faces. Because I have no hair anymore. So like my face just doesn't end at my forehead. It just goes all the way to the back. So it takes me ages to wash my face every day because I waited too late. Yeah. I could have sorted this out years ago and I didn't. And now I'm a bald man and I get made fun of on YouTube. No, you don't. Well, whereas you, I, I was getting all face. I was going that way, but I gave myself head back. I gave myself my head back. Gave myself head back. Bosley. Bosley. Click the link in the video description down below. So we're talking today about the Undisputed Era. In AEW, what is this? Laurie Blake's losing effort in fantasy <laughs> booking warfare. Did he no. do that? Yeah, he did. Of course he did. Not an inspired, forbidden war games like this guy. 81% of people do not lie. So what happened last night? We have the Jungle Boy match with uh, Anthony Bowens. Just great. What a treat. I love the acclaimed. I love Bowens. What two great performances after the Brian Danielson match as well. Mm -hmm. Jungle Boy is great as well. He wins, obviously. And then Bobby Fish comes down. And beats him up. And I'm writing in my notes like, oh, Bobby Fish, hey, getting involved with someone who's feuding with Adam Cole, hey, Carlo Riley. Was he hired by Adam Cole is my note. We know Carlo Riley's NXT contract is up in December. Could he come over and join AEW? Doesn't seem like NXT 2.0 has a place for him, really. And I was like, what could this develop into? Two segments later, Adam Cole's there with Bobby Fish, and he says, here's my mate Bobby Fish, by the way. I, I hired him to be yeah. at Jungle Boy. Oh, well, okay, I was... I'm, I'm, I didn't expect an answer that soon. My favourite bit of this, though, is like, so you, you cut backstage, and the super clicker there, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And Adam Cole's like, hey, guys, I want to introduce you to someone, a guy I know very, very well. This is Bobby Fish. And the Young Bucks' reaction was like, no, yeah, we know who that is. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've feuded with them a lot. In New Japan. We helped get him in this company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aware of Bobby Fish. We're, we're aware that, that Bobby Fish is here. Adam Cole's like, guys, you'll never guess. This is this is my new friend over here. But Adam Cole's face has a sort of natural, smiley joy to it, which is weird for a heel. Mm -hmm. Weird for someone who I think should always be a heel. Uh, it just makes me happy. I So when, when Bubbles turned heel a few weeks back... Uh, I did think to myself, I was like, oh, that's interesting, because Adam Cole is also a heel. And then, we, as you mentioned, there's all of this Kyle O'Reilly talk as well. And mm -hmm. 
I'll be honest, I can't speak for, for Mr. O'Reilly. I'm also not one to... I, I don't know him personally. I don't slide into his DMs. But if I were to slide into his DMs, I think my advice would probably be the SmackDown dark match against Johnny Gargano is a, a smokescreen. Mm-hmm. Don't buy into it. It's a trap. It's a trap. Like, I, I think that it's actually probably wiser for you to seek ventures elsewhere. I don't think there is a place for you within WWE. Maybe somewhere like AEW. Who knows? But I'm I'm not... I can't speak for him. But that's what I would like to see as a fan. Because then, there were illusions here. I mean, of course, it was, you know, it was AEW, and they were making references to every other wrestling promotion on this show. Um, Matt Jackson was like, it's... What did he say? It can't be disputed, or... There's no dispute. That's it. There's no dispute. It's the era of the super click. Yeah. Super click being the Bucks. And Adam Cole. Exactly, yes. And, you know, Adam Cole's previous faction, if you're unaware, was the undisputed era in NXT with Bubbles Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. A lot of people are saying, oh, yeah, Roderick Strong should be there as well. I'm like, I think I think he's stuck. Like, I think he's there yeah. as the cruiserweight champion. I think, yeah, I don't see Strong leaving at any point soon. Yeah, not on his own volition. They'll, they won't, yeah, they won't let him go. I don't know if they'll release him either. Uh, but the, the the very first iteration for like nine months of Undisputed Era was just those guys. Yeah. It was O'Reilly, Fish, and Cole. Yeah. Um, Cole didn't really sell anything. Fish didn't really sell anything either. Cole said, well, Fish, I want you to wrestle Jungle Boy on Friday. Take him out ahead of our big six-man tag at the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, a nice little angle there. But the, this seems to me... And I, like he I, lived his life like a candle in the wind. <laughs> this seems to go see Spencer. This seems to me like he they lived are, his life like a candle in the wind. They are building an undisputed era, whatever that faction will now be called. Maybe just the era yeah. or the super era. What was it that everyone wanted them to be called in? Like dishonored, I think was the yeah, was the other name that people yeah. really liked because they were all from Ring of Honor. Bit bad taste now. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, versus the elite, which I imagine would be Bucks and Omega. Yeah, because like, you know we've been presuming that Adam Cole. I mean, not presuming. <clears throat> I think they are telling this story on TV that there is going to be dissension between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega over who loves the young Bucks more. <laughs> and perhaps you know, but some people thought this will be a way for to kick Kenny Omega out, maybe turn him babyface again, or is it just going to split off into? two different factions you know there's also a, a kevin steen that could also join the ranks of, of the elites i don't particularly want to see that i think you know aw has probably got enough at, at some point and this is coming from a guy who's been begging for factions for all my adult life at some point you do have to say there's too many factions do you think that aw has too many factions I think, Can you name all the factions? I think if the Elite were to split into two versions and Kevin Owens was to also have a spin-off version with the Bucks and Adam Cole called Mount Rushmore, yes. I'm also, like, at the moment we can see the pinnacle blending with whatever Andrade I'm, I'm and sure Black that, is doing. I'm not sure they've, like, MJF did that promo, I think it was on Rampage, where he literally said to Andrade, you have them for two weeks and I'll have the money for the for those services. It's over two weeks. Well, I think that. Well, no, he said you've got two more weeks. I think. I think it was on last Friday's rampage. Okay. okay. What's the product, Ollie? Anyway, I think it's going to happen. I think this was the start of a tease. Uh, it felt like more 
beyond just the the young bucks. The, the, the stars are aligning too much. Well, what I liked about this, even if it isn't teasing anything, even if this isn't setting up Undisputed Era versus the Elite, and you know, what an incredible six man dream match that would be. Mm. Much like when we saw the Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain, and I was like, holy hell! Like I cannot wait to see this, and it was awesome. And I tell you what, they should do. First week, War Games. Well, blood and guts, yeah. But blow it off right away with the war games. Don't do all the bits in between. It's the best way to build up a feud. But um, even if this isn't building to anything, one of the things that I love about AEW, and it was highlighted a lot on this episode, is that it's not a closed set. The wrestling has sort of been presented to us for the last you know, 20 or so years that... We are this self-contained world and nothing else happens. If you come in from that world, you are brand new to this. So AEW, they are characters with histories. Mm. Adam Cole was previously in NXT. Even this character of Adam Cole was previously in NXT and had affiliations with Bobby Fish, who was also in NXT. In the same way that Rocky Romero has dealings with Brian Danielson from New Japan. They were mentioning Kazuchika Okada in all of this. We've had references to like Ring of Honor and all this sort of stuff. It's, it makes it feel like a big interconnecting wrestling world. So even if this isn't a tease for anything, just the acknowledgement that wrestling exists outside of these AEW four walls, I think it's just really nice as a wrestling fan. I hear what you're saying. Invasion storyline confirmed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what you guys think on the Omega chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out everyone over $5. Sari says, can't watch live, so sending these early. Jesus, this company. <laughs> One minute, 30 seconds was all it took with Super Click and Bobby Fish backstage. Greater storytelling and possibilities. Give them all to me. And how many times can you mention a card or in the commentary? I lost count. Yeah, we really are. You know, got to bring up those big stars, haven't you? Uh, Matthew Robinson, half of Undisputed Era back together. We just need to wait for O'Reilly's contract to come due. Also love the matches that were added on this show. It seems like there will be a few matches for the crowd to catch their breath. So I imagine that's about Full Gear's pay-per-view lineup. I don't think anyone's going to catch their breath performance-wise. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a, it's a very stacked old card. I was listening to yeah. Stephen Larson talking about this on the way into work, and they were like, all Out had all of like the pomp and circumstance because you had Ruby Soho and the, the double feature of Cold and Danielson's debut. But this does actually have the, the potential to be show of the year mm. on paper. Um, we've got our predictions like after this finishes, so hang around after the podcast. Uh, Adam Weiss, I've always said only Ibushi can kick out of the one-winged angel because only he had the one power strong enough, the power of love. Kenny just said he loves Hangman. I don't want it, but maybe. Also, 2022 Elite versus Undisputed Era versus Rushmore versus Bullet Club, and people forget what team they're on. <laughs> Adam Cole just looking at me like, oh no, which who, who's, who's my boyfriend this week? Uh, Sari, but if I remember, you once had another tag team partner who you maybe felt like you didn't measure up to either. This is a line from Kenny in the main event. My heart obviously talking about Ibushi do not tease us if you don't bring Ibushi in eventually also I need Hangman to win and kick out of the one winged angel cue in the tears I so we're doing our predictions after this video I still don't know which way that main event is going to go this closing angle suggested to me that it is Hangman but Danielson is still like, you know, in the finals of the world, he could likely be the number one contender to the AEW championship. Mm. And if you're TK in a promoter's mind, are you looking at as like, well, is Danielson versus Omega the big match? Or is it Danielson, sorry, is Danielson versus Page for the title my next big match? Or is it Danielson Omega 2? Yeah, I, well, I've said my piece before i think omega danielson 2 is the bigger mainstream match uh big john's world i didn't think that any matchup could match the excitement i've got for the culmination of over a year long story between omega and page but in less than a month i am so damned hyped to see punk versus kingston jam that jam yes i mean it's just been two weeks right yeah it's been it's been well let's be honest it's been <laughs> one promo that's the whole build for this this match has been one promo and they made out an entire video package out of that one promo. 
Martial arts, uh, finally for now. The story of Omega and Paige is great, but I have the feeling that when repeating this character arc, most of the times people forget how Hangman got body shamed by the elite during his program with Pac. I think it was an important part of his anxiety. I didn't recall that specifically. It might have been on a being the elite thing. Like they did, well, yeah, because they did a lot about the, he needed the, um, oh man, what's the thing from Space Jam? They did a whole like thing about this. like Michael Jordan's magic juice. That's the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. they were doing like a whole stick around that. Like full gear is supposed to be about Hangman getting into shape and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I think there's so many layers to this story. It'd be impossible to cover it all into like one video package, mm. I think. Before we get into the full play-by-play review, let's have a word from our sponsors, Bosley. It is indeed. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card towards a Bosley procedure. They are America's number one hair restoration experts with more than 45 years experience. And you can get a free Bosley information kit and a $250 gift card towards a procedure by clicking the link in the video description down below. If you can't do an in-person consultation, you can do it by video. So one of my uh, home friends messaged me, like a family friend from home, and was like, I'm thinking about getting the procedure done. Can you tell me, you know, what's going on? And that's like, you know, I told him everything and he kept on asking questions. I was like, what what, what are you trying to, what more do you need to know? And sometimes it's just about, because it feels like such an elusive procedure. There's not many like, it's not really openly discussed. Mm. So I really recommend if you're thinking about it, have a Bosley sort of consultation thing just to see, get, learn more about it. Because if it's something you're considering, honestly, it was in painful and it took far longer for me to, I mean, two weeks, but I thought I'd be okay in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think that? I don't know. <laughs> far longer for me. Uh, the, the recovery process was tough. But now, and everybody I know who's also got one says, once you've got it, it's you're like, damn, that was a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, check them out. They're a really good company. This show play-by-play, it opened with Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero. Yes, which was announced on Rampage uh, last week. Mm. Out of out of nowhere, actually. Yeah. I... Obviously, this was a good match. Romero, we love Rocky Romero. Certainly do. He's such a good wrestler. He's so good at just getting fans into the match. Nice guy. And very nice guy. Brian Danielson doing the best work of his career right now. You AEW shill. <laughs> I just thought, why? Like, this is your go-home show. Why have you got a guy from New Japan in this opening match? Like, I just felt like that was a bit... It wasn't focused. And then the story they end up telling was Danielson beating him with yet another move. This time it was the Tequila Sunrise, which is sort of a weird pretzel busting crab. And it's like, there's, Danielson has a million ways to beat you. And I'm like, but isn't that the story before Miro was added? Because Miro's thing is, hey, you don't need a million ways to beat me, actually. I've got one weakness. It's my neck and my head. Mm-hmm. 
so I I just thought this didn't feel like a, a good, enjoyed it. It was good TV, but being ultra nitpicky, I don't see how this really ties into the, uh, I'm having a match with Miro on Saturday. Whereas I thought everything else on this show, mostly everything else, did a good job of actually building the matches. New AEW shill. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you. Um, I, I think this is, this reeked of, Brian Danielson went to Tony Khan and was like, I'd really like to have a match with Rocky Romero. And Tony Khan was like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'll put that onto the television show. Of course, Mr. Danielson, I'll do anything you want there, Mr. Danielson. Isn't that Cody Rhodes' voice? They're the same person. <laughs> and so that is why I think this match was on TV. Because hmm. yeah. Brian Danielson said, I want to have a match with Rocky Romero. On t- I haven't wrestled Rocky Romero in like 15 years. I'd really like to have a match with him. And Tony Khan was more than accommodating of that. Oh, don't mind the booking there, Mr. Danielson, sir. I'll just put that on the television show. You sure you want to do that on the Go Home <laughs> episode? We could, we could do it next week. Now, want to do it now. And he's in town, Thanks. so did we do it? They probably decided it on the Friday on that live rampage. So side note here. Akada's name, as mentioned, was referenced a lot on commentary. And the reason is because... The best friends are now a member of Chaos. Yeah, Chuck Taylor was already a member of Chaos. I just thought, like, <laughs> look, I said this in the office, so apologise for repeating a joke to you. Why are Chaos intent on being such a weird, slightly rubbish faction? Yeah, like, they, uh, they've they got legit one of the greatest wrestlers in the world in Kazuchika Okada. And they've got Tomohiro Ishii. And then the rest of it is like, it's Toriano. And now it's the best friends. I don't mind it though. Yeah. I just didn't... I didn't think this needed New Japan stuff on this episode. But again, I just think this is Tony Khan very excited that, you know, Rocky Romero asked the best friends to be part of um, uh, part of Chaos. So he was like, well, it's a wrestling wider world. I'm going to reference this on my TV show. Yeah. And I'm all for that. I just think this should have focused on the pay-per-view this week. Uh, but the rest of the show was excellent, in my opinion. Uh, the Inner Circle came out next. But before they could get to the ring, they were jumped by American top team. I very much enjoyed this because when the graphic came up, like, like they were running down the card. My first thought was like, there's way too much on this show. Like, there's too many matches. Did, do we need Wardlow versus Wheelie Utah on this show? Probably when we not, can pro- Probably not, really, when we're trying to build a go-home show. And then it came up with Tony Schiavone will speak with the Inner Circle. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, I haven't got time for another 10-minute segment with the Inner Circle and America Top Team trading barbs with each other. There's a lot of stuff we need to promote, Tony. Like, let's get to the fireworks factory. An American top team got us to the fireworks factory by beating them up during the entrance and doing an amazing beatdown of it. And you made fun of it, but I thought Dan Lambert's powerbomb through the table was awesome. And then him being like, and now I'm going to tap out Chris Jericho, putting him in the walls of Jericho, Scorpio Sky getting down and making Jericho's hands tap. All the while Dan Lambert's going, it's actually a Boston crab made famous by. I loved this segment. It was great. It was great. Dan, and and they need they didn't need super need this, but it really really helped the story because it was in a circle last week who got one up on American Top Team. You'll be the fifth man non professional wrestler, Dan oh, yeah. Lambert. So this week it was Dan Lambert putting Jericho through a table. Uh, you know, obviously very much assisted, uh, and he had the same stomp. When he's happy, he stomps the same <laughs> way as when he's annoyed. 
Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, like, and, like any good uh, video game <clears throat> character, he's got the one taunt. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Page also said, they're going to get Lambert to pin Jericho at the pay-per-view. Which I feel may be their downfall come the pay-per-view. Yes, good, smart way to get them out of the, of the, the loss, the win. Smart way to help them lose. Yes. Yeah. Because I think I still think the um the aim here or the goal here is still to do the Jericho versus Jorge Masvidal match. But I think you give Jericho the win here, tapping out Lambert in the walls of Jericho. You know, heel. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, well, well, well. I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Cooler the cooler the walls of Jericho. You should say it's not a busting crab. Um, AW are unfortunately still intent on taking several steps backwards in their women's division we got a six woman tag next Britt Baker Rebel Jamie Hayter versus Anna J Ty Conte and Thunder Rosa this was set up last week it's building the the feuds that are on the pay-per-view so you've got Ty Conte versus Britt Baker you've got the is it Thunder Rosa and Chris Statlander no it's Sheeda and Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose no and... it's 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 Sheeda and Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter on the buy-in right for TBS yeah. TBS. So I just, I was watching this. I'm, I don't know how to eloquently say this. You hate women. <laughs> without making it sound like that. I just, I, I know the, the over characters and I know the, the in-ring work that I like to watch from the women. And there is not a focus on that. And just like when Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker were in the ring together, it was like, God, this is this is the thing. And we I've just I've had it so many times with AEW where they do a great pay-per-view match or Serena Deeb versus Sheeta. And we're like, this is it. And then it's like two steps backwards. There was there's a moment in this match, and it was right at the start, where Thunder Rosa and Baker squared off that you were mentioning earlier. And the crowd were going ballistic for it because it's like, oh man, Thunder Rosa versus Baker, an incredible feud earlier this year. These are our two favorite people in this match. And like I said last week, that's not the match at the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view match is Baker versus Conti, and that doesn't feel like that big of a deal. No, nothing against Ty Conti or anything. She's grand and all. I think her pump kicks are incredible. But the the over feud here, the more over feuds on this company or in this company are. Baker versus Thunder Rosa and Sheeda versus Deeb. And neither of those two matches are on this pay-per-view. Like when they were running down the pay-per-view cards, like a while later, I was like, why isn't Deeb versus Sheeda on this show? Like they, I felt like they were setting that up mm-hmm. right from like, you know, a few weeks back with the whole 50th win thing, then the TBS elimination, elimination tournament thing. It really felt like we were setting them up to have a pay-per-view match at full gear. I don't know why I keep feeling like I'm given token women's matches on Dynamite and on the pay-per-view. Yeah, there's, there's only two women's matches on the card and one of them is on the buy-in. Hmm. Um, Statlander and Ruby Soho got a little video package to hype their TBS title match. Then we got Jungle Boy beating Anthony Bowens. We've already talked about this because it had the Bobby Fish angle and the Undisputed Era stuff afterwards. But uh, Max Caster has always had a good line talking about how Jungle Boy leaves his girlfriend alone with seven guys. The Dark Order! Yeah. Stu Grayson does like her. Oh, they're too wholesome. <laughs> um, but that was all very good. I love the acclaimed. Edgelord. Yeah. <laughs> when when that music starts, I just, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's Twitter going to get mad about this week? He's going to say something naughty. <laughs> 
Uh, Kenny and Hangman Page got a video package. Omega had a great line here where he said, I always win big matches. You never win big matches. I hear that. I think it's, yeah, I don't lose big mm. matches. Hangman Page always loses big matches. Maybe he is winning this. I don't know. Uh, Wheeler Utah took on Wardlow. You know, great build of the pay-per-view. Uh, We're just going to skip over the promo for Punk Kingston. Well, it was just a video recap of the previous week. There was That was a proper like promo video for it. So it'd be like... And oh, with having... other people talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, so good. There's an amazing moment from JR in this where he's like, Punk, you need to out-wrestle him because he's going in there looking for a fight. Mm. So don't be getting into the brawling stuff because you're not going to win that. You need to out-wrestle him, pin him quickly, and get the hell out of there. Have you read the Players' Tribune article that Eddie Kingston wrote? I have not, unfortunately. Freaking I've heard hell. that it's amazing. Though. Friending friend, you know. <laughs> um, I've, I've read it and I was like, you know, it's very emotionally affecting. And then you're like, hang about. You're meant to be the heel in this scenario. No, no, I think <laughs> Kingston. So, Punk, so Kingston was saying that like in he did an interview with um, Dangor mm-hmm. where he effectively said that I'm the babyface in this feud and Punk is the heel. Mm-hmm. And they borrowed very specifically from the Punk Cena angle from 2011 yeah. with punk now in the scene a role yeah and, and, and it's what a beautiful story to tell very smart uh but yes let's crack on with wheeler Utah versus wardlow uh this was another match where i just felt it was fine match um i just what why why on this card so i think here is my guess it's to set it's to sow seeds because at some point we're going to get Wardlow versus MJF. Whether or not something happens between those two at the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. where you know Wardlow doesn't help MJF and we're just getting Wardlow on TV, getting him a win so you kind of keep that fresh in people's minds. Or it was done so we could set up Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy this rampage this Friday. Matt Hardy in the crowd for this whole show. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. We're still feuding, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's probably it. I mean, Hardy and Cassidy, hair versus hair match. That's what they were building. I, that felt pay-per-view worthy, but it's obviously been bumped. Wardlow did get babyface cheers. The crowd chanted one more time for a powerbomb, and he 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 gave them one. Bloody hell, didn't he just? Friending L. Yeah. He was powerbombing through the earth. Love Wardlow. Uh, we're back from the break and the Punk and Kingston are just yelling at each other in the car park and Dustin Rhodes is holding back Punk and Ruby Soho's holding back Kingston. Sanjay Dutt's in the middle of them. Like, guys, stop. Uh, if you just zoom in on the Sanjay Dutt in a suit trying to separate people, it's a WWE brawl. But then, like, when you... Like, with everything else going on, this this felt so real. I wrote in my notes here, in capital letters, this is how you do a go-home show. Mm. Um, and the production was just a camera cutting occasionally. I loved it so much. Not- I loved this. I, I thought this was so great. As we said, like this whole feud has been built around one promo. You're a bum. Oh, one of the most devastating. <laughs> that's the most devastating line delivered all year long. You're, You're a, a bum. You're a bum. You're a bum bum poo head. You're a bum. You're a bum. Smelly bum bum. Gonna, you're such a bum that I'm going to be able to... It's going to be easy for me to kick your bum come predictions after this episode. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, Kingston and Punk should just have promos all the time. I mean, we're going to do the prediction show in a bit. Are you Kingston or Punk? 
I will reveal all in the prediction show. After that, we got another match, which wasn't so, you know, this wasn't, again, it was unfocused. It wasn't building full gear, but it has been build up throughout the week, so I didn't really mind it. Uh, it was Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush. And hot damn, Leo Rush is incredible. This felt like the, uh, you know, your the, the previous generation of high, the best high flyers in the world with the new generation of the best high flyers in the world. And it was just awesome. Mm. It was so, so great. Watching, and I love the fact that, yeah, they gave you Leo Rush versus Matt Seidel to be like, hey, here's all the stuff we've been doing for 10 plus years. But it really started off with Martin versus Moriarty. Oh, and that good. was like the whole match felt like to be built around, yeah, this is, guys, keep an eye on these two because we have got massive, massive plans for these two down the line. And it was so awesome watching them wrestle. You say Leo Rush has been doing this for the last 10 years. Has he? It's, I, I think I suddenly feel like that's because he's retired 10 times yeah, yeah. in the last couple of years. He's 27 years old. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh my of course he's so... Yeah. Why does it feel like he's been doing this for so long? Because, like you said, he's retired a bunch of oh, times. Oh, is that what it is? Have, um, I, have I literally conflated the two mm, things together? So I remember it was like 2015, 2016 when I first heard about him. And that... Do you remember the off the ladder through the, yeah, the yeah. light bulbs and the table and he just popped up yeah. uh, as like a CZW show or something? Uh, and everyone was like, you just killed wrestling. <laughs> Five years later, it's fine. <laughs> um, Selling out massive buildings. I, yeah, I have always been a real big fan of Rush. Why did this feel like a passing of the torch match? Just the way they presented it. Because yeah, I guess he, so. You know, Leo Rush, is he feels like the veteran because he's taken Martin under his ring. Ring? Wing? Uh, and the ring. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, Seidel, you know, when you're across from Seidel, who has been around since 2006, seven. Yeah. You know, it does feel like that. But, yeah, this was great. It was exciting. Brilliant stuff. And Rush let Martin get the win. So that felt like a cohesive tag team. Well, they did say as well, like, you know, that is a that is a, a win ranked up as a tag team. You know, we, we should be keeping an eye on them in the tag team division. Mm. We're very, very, you know, key on that on commentary. I, I really like this. I, I like them too as an act. And it's really fun to see <clears throat> Leo Rush. Um, Matt Sardell's always fun. I'm a huge, huge mark for, for Lee Moriarty. Yeah, he's great. He's really cool. What an excellent presentation that man has got. So, yeah, massively on board with this. And I'm so happy to be wrong about uh, Leo Rush feeling like the veteran in this match. Um, we got a Miro promo. This is the only sort of mention we did. That's why I thought it was a bit of an undersell for their match together. Like Danielson just did not really interact with the idea of facing Miro at all. But Miro has this this line, Danielson, you're just a body between me and my wife. It's not personal, but you have to say goodbye to your wife so I can say hello to mine. That's because his wife has kicked him out of the house as he lost the title. <sighs> He's got a lot riding on this as Miro. So good. As good as the tag match was with Seidel, Martin, Moriarty and Rush, I like the next match best. Dax Harwood versus Pack. Oh, two grumpy bastards having a grumpy match together. Oh, my favourite thing about this match, it was amazing. You know, but like, and when I say my favourite thing about this match, not really my favourite thing about this match. But Pac chopped him so hard he started bleeding, right? Good grief. And there was a moment, Drew, because I'm watching this on the fight feed, 
where Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross are trying to work out where the blood has yeah, come yeah, from. Yeah. And they were like, I mean, it can't be from the chest. That would be insane. Did he cut his hand? Did he cut his hand? Get out of the room. Oh, no, there's some blood on his I think he cut his arm. It's it's not from the chop. It's That would be madness. But it was. That's, what, that's where he got the blood from. And we're not talking 20 minutes into the match. Could be a, what's his name? Masawa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Masawa chops. Or Daniel Bryan with the welts. Yeah. No, this was the first minute. <laughs> this is one chop. So good. I loved it so much. Walter doesn't chop Pete, like cut people open with his chops in the first minute. I mean, like, did you see the thumbnail we used for the Kingston Bryan match um, a few weeks back on Rampage? Can't the, so it's a, a photo of Kingston chopping <laughs> Danielson. Mm. And so hard that like, his chest is caving in and the, the his, you know skin is coming around the hand. That is also what Pac is looking to do with his. <laughs> it's like he saw like Kingston do that and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do bigger than that. Do that bigger. I'm going to do that bigger and then get myself a Greg's afterwards because <laughs> I'm from Newcastle. <laughs> I was trying to think of doing a really good new. I couldn't think of my in word for mm. the Newcastle accent. Why I? Oh yeah, why I? But I'm going to no. So yeah, Greg's. There you go. Uh, so this was just an awesome match. It is a rare treat to see Dax Harwood wrestle a singles match. Did you, have you seen the toy? No. So he's got an action figure out. They've misspelled his name on the box as Dax Hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that what that was what it was when he first when he when first, first unveiled the name. Yes, Dax Hardwood. Yeah. Uh, so a top rope brain buster from Pack, which was perfect. Yeah. Like some, you know, sometimes a brain buster is like oh, the suplex, but th- this was just like straight down. Uh, loads of near falls near the end. Was it a Liger bomb from Dax? I've put yeah put from down. The, the springboard mm. one off the ropes. Yeah, but this is this is crazy because I ne- you know Dax is going for the championship, the tag championships on Saturday. He should win here, right? But he doesn't. He taps out immediately. But the way they explain this on commentary made me think this is absolutely genius. And if anything, it makes Harwood feel more intelligent. So Pack gets the brutalizer on, Dax immediately taps. And they're putting it over like, well, he has to tap immediately. So because Pack won't let go, that lets Cash run in because he was banned from ringside to break them up. He's He didn't so much lose the match, although he did. He was just prioritizing Saturday's match. Plus, when you think about it, Pac is a singles wrestler. Dax is a tag wrestler. Pac should be winning, really. Yeah, that was my thought on this as well. Because I wrote in my notes, weird to be pinning a guy that's going for the tag titles four days out before he has that tag title shot. I do think that is weird. And then they announced the other tag match, like, you know, of uh, Pac and Cody versus Mm. Andrade and Black. And I'm like... Oh, well, that's why Pat got a win then, because that's a, a win for him to go into the match on uh, this coming Saturday. I probably wouldn't have booked the match where one of them has to lose. That that would be my sort of caveat to all of this. But going to the effort to try and explain away the reason for the loss, at least as a step forward, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I think that's, that's good effort. I probably wouldn't have just done this match. Oh, you know, done this next week or so. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. No, you are right. That Thank is you. right. Thank you. But yeah. I agree. Uh, so the lights cut out and the lights come back up and uh, Malachi Black and Andrade are there. I love Malachi Black. I love Andrade. I'm not sold on this. Why aren't you sold on it? I just don't get it. 
It is weird, isn't it? It's weird. Because it's like someone sent me a, a tweet last week being like, are you guys are missing the the, the, the clear picture? Uh, it's Zelina Vega. Oh, no. And I'm, I'm, no. Like, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, no, that, that's not why these two are tagging together. It's 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 they're tagging together because Cody needed some bad guys to to beat up on a pay per view. Saying that Zelina Vega is like that always sunny meme with Charlie and the, all the connecting dots on a bit of paper. What? Because Zelina Vega was Andrade's manager two years ago in a company that he's no longer in, but she's still in. And Malachi Black is married to her in real life, which is something that's never been addressed. But well, Tommy Ends is married to her. Malachi Black's a different character. Yeah. So it's weird, <laughs> it is, but it is like, it's, it's Cody. It's the Cody verse. It's the Cody, it's Cody Island. And it's Cody looking at the list of baddies and being like, those two will do. And now those two are together. It's a kid with the toys. Yeah. I'll face these guys now. They look cool. Exactly. Him with his Captain America toy being like, this is me. And FTR too. Yeah, 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 you know, I'll borrow those from the toy. Because that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> well, no, at least they have they have explained that one at least some way. Yeah, but In- there's explanations where I'm like, oh, yeah, he tapped out before the paper. That makes sense. And there's explanations, which is blue tack and paper over this massive crack. But Tony basically sat down and was like, does this storyline make sense? Uh, Andrade has paid MJF for two weeks worth of service to FDR. Cool, film that segment, do that for 30 seconds on Rampage. One line of dialogue yeah. written away. And I guess there's the other one line of dialogue that makes this all connected, which is... Clock? No, it was when Andrade had his match with Pac on Rampage. And he said, just remember, like I have got friends all around the world. And that's when his association with Malachi Black started, because he is Dutch, therefore you can't trust him. <laughs> So I think that's also that one line of dialogue that has explained why they are a, a team yeah, at the yeah. moment. Because Andrade's not in the House of Black. The House of Black is a house of one, and that one is Malachi. Yeah. I like all the people. Love it. I think the matches are fun. I don't think it actually makes much connective sense. And you know what? Despite the explanations. I don't think I care, because I'm really looking forward to the match well, on Well, that's it. Sometimes when something's fun enough, there's... Yeah, you, you look past these things. Yeah. Also, uh, it's just lovely to see Cody just surround himself with loads of over people who people really like to be like, I'm friends with them too. You can cheer me now. Hey, he can say that he doesn't like Triple H, but that's a Triple H, <laughs> a Triple H move. H- yeah. <laughs> hey, what? these Shield kids are really getting themselves over. Maybe I should be I associated. Maybe I should be part of the Shield. <laughs> what I really liked the most was how long it took Cody Rhodes to get to the <laughs> So there's the beat down, the heels, uh, Lucha Bros run down because they're feuding with FTR. They're there to save Pack, And then who's that in the... <laughs> Hi-ho! It's Cody Rhodes in the distance. Coming and- through the crowd like the ma- like the man of the people that he is. Cheer me! It, it got the shield over, it got Ooh, Moxley over. Cheer me! <laughs> and he's coming down so slowly and he'll stop and he'll be like, yeah, yeah fans! And he'll be like, Boo! <laughs> And he's there going like, they love me! They love me again! While he's letting his friends get beaten up in the ring. <laughs> and again, I don't think he's a teal. I don't think he thinks he's a heel. He's he, not a heel. He thinks he's John Cena. Yeah. But not, but like in the fact that, you know, hey, everyone loved John Cena. I, honest to God, love Cody. Unironically, uh, and this all just makes me laugh even more. It's, it's, I love it. It's a fan club of three. It's you, Tempest, and Brandy. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm okay with that club. <laughs> so yeah, as we already mentioned, this created a tag match booked for full gear, Andrade and Black versus Cody and Pack. Yes, please. Yeah, but there's no room for um, Deep versus Sheep on the card. <laughs> MJ, we've got two women's matches. <laughs> MJF versus. I did think you mentioned it was like, man, this women's match is really early in the card. I wonder if it's because uh, the women were getting such good ratings. It was like, well, let's not put them in the good stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I need to prove my, to my own point that women don't draw. Uh, MJF and Darby had a video package. Very good. And the final segment. Oh. It was a contract signing segment. Yeah. And, you know, this starts and I'm like, well, it's a bit WWE, isn't it? You don't see many contract signings in AEW. In fact, they've gone out of their way to not do them. We've had stuff like weigh-ins, press conferences, Q&A town Hawley Jericho-like things. But here we are with a contract signing, and they send everyone away. Before the commercial break, you can see the Elite and the Dark Order separately leaving in the car park, which is a really nice touch. Really nice, because the Dark Order are sort of walking, you know, in solidarity or like with their own suitcase and stuff. Brandon Cutler was carrying every single person's suitcase, fumbling over himself while everyone was shouting at him. Mwah, love that. And and look what I've written as Kenny came out. I missed Don Callis. Okay, so I, I, I very much enjoyed your review, as I do every single week. I think your written reviews are, are excellent. I wrote in my note, this cameraman's weird. I know. Why, I, was, I was like, why is this cameraman always out of position? I can I could feel Tony getting annoyed at this cameraman being like, well, we're not hiring this guy again. He is constantly getting into the frame when he's not supposed to be to set up for another shot. And I thought, why, why is why is he so bad at his job? This doesn't seem like this. That's so weird for AEW. But never did I think, oh, it's Don Callis, or it's a, you know, it's a member of the elite. It's a stooge. You know how like you, you everyone knew that uh, Hangman was Stay Puffs. I didn't. <laughs> everyone else knew that Hangman was. Yeah, stay yeah, yeah, yeah. That you can see from a mile coming, right? I didn't see this coming whatsoever. And I was so engrossed in Kenny and mm. Hangman Page talking that it made me forget about that cameraman even more. It's it's a remarkable feat of misdirection. Oh. And I think like they must have sat down and like, okay, we're going to do a contract segment. And we are going to do the, the sort of scaled back emotional contract signing segment that's been in a long time. And they use that as a way to misdirect from the most obvious angle that always happens in these sorts of things. So what happened, Paige said that, you know, he referenced that uh, he's not the first tag partner that Omega felt like he couldn't live up to. And the whole crowd were like, oh, my God, Abushi. And Kenny said, um, he actually ended sincere. He was like, I, I, I did everything because I love you. And I want us to kill it this weekend. That shake hands together one last time. See, you know, I, I didn't take this as a sincere line from him. Because there's a moment in, in Hangman's promo when he said, when, I, when you beat me at full gear, mm. you said to me, good job, Hangman. I'm proud of you. And you're proud of me is because I'm, I didn't achieve again. I'm, I'm losing again. So which is why I thought that Hangman, like Omega's line at the end there was to be like, hey, man, let's, let's kill it this weekend. And then, you know, Hangman shakes his hand. In Kenny's mind, is like, this idiot. Mm. I'm, I'm going to tell that line to him again because he buys into it. Like, he's such a doofus that I, you know, I've, I've worked my, I've mind manipulated him once again. So I thought that line wasn't sincere at all. It was actually just a way for him to get in that killer line of just being like, I'm really proud of you. Yeah, because that's what Kenny ended on. I Yeah, you could read it like that. 
I read it as this moment is sincere. When I leave, good job, Hanger. I'm proud of you. That was just like back to being a cut. That was just a snide remark to get in. But I was fully there for like, I'm just going to go for it. Anyway, this guy who is just being an awful cameraman, getting in the way of shots and stuff, but to such a great degree, because he, you made it sound like he was the focal point of the entire thing. No. When really, I was just thinking like, it'll be a, a half a second thought in my head, well, he's in the way. Yeah, it's because like they would always cut to another camera angle so that you didn't see the cameraman there. Because it felt like Tony Khan in the production was like, the cameraman's in shot, cut to yes. this angle yeah. so that we don't see him setting up for the next shot. And... Have you seen the 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 monkey and the basketball experiment? No. There's a. It's quite famous. I haven't, I haven't been on Pornhub in a while. <laughs> it's a. It's a bunch of people just passing a basketball to each other, and you're told count the number of passes that are made. You're like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, and then at the end, you're like, how many passes were there? And you say sixteen. And they say, oh, great. Did you see the giant monkey that walked in during the middle of the experiment? And you're like, what? They play it back. A man walks into the middle of the experiment, right in the middle, dressed in a monkey outfit, and does a dance and walks off. The... Everyone misses it. Okay. Because they're focused on the other thing. Huh. I mean, it probably won't work on you now because I've just told you what happens. I just, you know. Bible's a weird book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, that sort of like, uh, that sleight of hand was what was at play here. Of course, it's Don Callis. Oh, he clocks Hangman with the biggest camera. And then, just to make it even better, he has a mask on. He pulls off the mask. Underneath the mask, he has a fake goatee on. <laughs> the other thing that I absolutely love about all of this is that they removed Don Callis from the graphic. So uh, Twitter, mm. just yesterday, everyone started to pick up on that. The original graphic for Full uh. Gear was Kenny Omega with Don Callis and Don Callis in the graphic versus Hangman Page. And they changed it to just Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. And then there's been those reports that came out to be like, Don Callis is still going to be doing stuff with AEW, just not for the foreseeable future because the relationship with Impact has now come to an end. So they're just trying... Like, it's... So coincidental that Callis took himself off TV when the Impact <laughs> Partnership came to an end. Brilliant. To make people think, oh, it's an Impact thing. What an incredible sleight of hand. And it was, Callis then got the mic and he was like, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled, devil was making people remember, or making people think that I don't exist anymore or wondering where I've been. Which is his whole shtick. He's the invisible hand. The invisible hand job. This <sighs> was so, so great. I did not see it coming. I got so worked by this. and then, Everyone did. And then the visual at the end. If, you, if you're in the comments being like, I knew it was callous all along. I don't believe you. And I think you're saying that so you, think, so you appear smarter to everyone else. I don't believe you. And then the visual at the end. They bust Hangman open because they hit him with a camera. And I think this is why it was a contract signing. Mm. So Kenny Omega could sign the contract in Hangman's own blood as the visual to end the show on. Like, that was Tony's big thing. It was like, we're going to end the show with Hangman, Hangman's blood being used to sign the contract. Let's work our way backwards from there. What they did, and we're a big fan of this in genre movies, is they took all the classic conventions and they just slightly subverted them of wrestling. 
an extraordinary go-home segment. Great stuff. Uh, overall, I gave it a four out of five, as I do every episode. I think, like... So I've got a theory that Rampage actually splits the go-home angles. Because mm-hmm. this could have just been an episode of go-home segment, go-home segment, go-home segment. But now they've got Rampage on Friday. Some of that's reserved for that. And they've got the the countdown thing as yeah. well, which is sort of like another additional go-home show. So I actually think it's, it's one of the weaker go-home episodes Dynamite has done. But... That's not to say it wasn't fantastic. There was a comment uh, left on one of the, uh, on today's news video that really made me laugh, which is just like, so weird to see Ollie so pessimistic about a great episode of Dynamite. I was like, gave it four out of five. Four out of five. Well, I put it to the community poll. Still mm. forgot to put this into Stream Deck so I can put it up on screen, but I can tell you that 57% gave this a five out of five episodes. 57? 57%. Oh, wow, I'm out of step. With 29% saying it was a four out of five awesome show. So that is like 80% of the viewership, actually 90% of the viewership, mm. uh, thinking that this was a incredible episode of Dynamite. Yeah. Well, I defer to the majority. I was only one off. I, don't, yeah. I, I wouldn't actually give it five out of five. But yeah, I'm glad everyone else enjoyed it so, so much. Um, thank you to our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon. $25 a month or, or more will get you a shout out on this very show. So thank you, Duncan. Just Duncan. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by Swaft Nation International as the 24 7 champion. Oh, legend. Meticulous Michaela Traub. He's a family guy, Jeff Griffin. Dave the D-Train Carpenter. Jeremy Sporkin Clasty Smith. The big bad dog, Ryan Hansen. Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Yeah. The Emperor's New Groove, Nick Lama. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Keshetta. Lovely old school reference, that. Yanni Zane Hamid. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 11th of November, 2021, King of the Ring, Xavier Dagord. Well, we're back in the uh, the realms of loads of AEW Omega chats. So let's go through these. Frank Botello. AEW definitely could have gotten away with two contract signings by adding Punk and Kingston earlier. I wouldn't. I don't want a contract signing between those two. That That is not a contract signing feud. James Hanley. Oh, this is from yesterday. Sometimes bad is simply the absence of good. It seems like Luke, Ollie, and the two of you have reached a point with WWE that even when they do something good, you all know that nothing will come of it because there are no stakes. Uh, thoughts on Addy and Punk? So that was obviously meant for the NXT review yesterday with um, Pete and Tempo T. Reslo. Um Yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think sometimes bad is simply in the absence of good? seems that we've reached a point with WWE where even if they do something good, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah, I, that's been the case for a couple of years. You can't invest in any call-ups because every single one's ended up in disappointment. No, 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 you're, it's because of wrestling journalists. Oh, and that. 
we're the worst. Yeah. And thoughts on Eddie and Punk, of course. We, we, we're very looking forward to it. Bloodwire Radio. AW Punk and Kingston build a feud in one promo. WWE either takes months or just gets dropped randomly, fails or rarely even delivers a payoff for our investment. Dean Breton. I just wanted to point out that my favourite New Japan star, Kenta, put a Twitter put on Twitter a picture of him, a plane, and the USA. Last time he did that, he turned up at AEW. Calling it now, as I'm a total mark, he turns up and hits the GTS on Punk. I think Kenta would go for Danielson. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Robinson. Loved the women's match. It did pretty good build-up Ty Conti, but don't team her with Thunder Rosa, who everyone wants to see. It kind of devalued Tay because myself and the crowd wanted Rosa and Britt. Love you guys, and AEW as always. Matthew Robinson, again, OMG. The Miro promo was amazing. Say goodbye to your wife so I can say hello to mine. I'm so excited for this match and don't know who should win. Believe you can have Brian lose, but don't think they will. What do you guys think? I, yeah. I really don't know. I don't know on that one. I feel like it's Brian because that seems like the obvious choice. Mm. But we talked about this last week with Miro to be like, he's like, if the, if the crowd was so behind him last week, it's like, maybe this is the time to pull the trigger on it. Haven or have three N. The Tequila Sunrise is an omoplata plus Boston Crab. I think doing it shows the plethora of submissions Daniels has and the triangle choke and next specific submission is a variation of the omoplata. Uh, Gregory Nelson says, my excitement for this weekend cannot be contained. I'm traveling to Minneapolis tomorrow to meet my friend Nate, big fan of Ollie, by the way, and we're going to full gear. There is a 60% chance of snow, but 100% chance of kicking <laughs> at, of kick-ass weekend of wrestling. Uh, this profile is not real, though, it says. Now you disrespect you, win one, but if that show had been in Philadelphia or New York City, wow, that crowd would have been hot. I hope people understand how special that Leo Dante Lee Matt match was. Real statement match by AEW. A statement show, really, we have lots more. Uh, Eak Nichols says, hey, gents, AEW was awesome. So jazzed for Full Gear and LIW's review of Rampang. <laughs> Ollie, I'm glad to hear you have more in common with Virgil than a sexy bow tie and subservience. Your lady partner must be proud, happy, but sore. Take care, you lovely boys. Peng. Carlsberg. It's so nice to watch a wrestling show that likes wrestling. It seems like AEW says, that's great, let's do more, when someone they didn't expect to get over gets over, as opposed to WWE, who often says, you're not supposed to get over, now we'll bury you. Whoa, 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 mods. Why have you suddenly changed the font from Ariel to Roboto? Or Roboto? Did you do it? Because mine's still in Ariel, mate. Oh, no, mine has gone to Roboto. Gregory, Gregory, Gregory. What are you playing at here? Are you trying to throw us off our game? The, the Not going to sneak a font past me. The document we had on Monday was centralised all the way down. It's just, it's just having fun, isn't it? Yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Jonathan Edmund said this may be an unpopular opinion but I felt there were too many run-ins last night to make any of them feel special it was as if Oprah Winfrey booked the show you get a run-in you get a run-in everyone gets a run-in it didn't bother me I don't think there were I'll be honest John Edmund that's every episode of Dynamite like I've, I've come to expect it now um, Mr. Kaboom said first time Ultra Chan went to AEW last night and it was the best live show I've ever seen Jungle Boy Ruby Soho and Hangman I had the loudest pops uh, thank you all that you have done through the pandemic you've really helped me through it 
jam that jam. Number four, I was at the show last night and I'll be at Raw on Monday when they come to Indy. I'm genuinely curious to see the difference between those two shows' live experience. After being to three AEW live shows this year, I can say these shows feel like a party. Been to three. Oh, I'm jealous, Noah. Well, I think it's, I can't remember who it was that said this now. Because they've got licensed music, mm. that really gives it that party-like atmosphere. Uh, Flash Ware. Hi, Luke and Ollie. It was my first AEW show I went to last night. I couldn't be happier. Such great action all night. My voice has absolutely gone from all the screaming, and I'm here for Adam Cole to being forced to choose between the elite and the undisputed era. So many people actually there in the views in the viewers right now. Well, I think I think Keith was also there. Keith Lloyd said, "What a great show! AEW brought to my hometown. The crowd was hot all night. Mira has the best promos in the company, hands down. A man fighting to be loved is a dangerous man. I love." this company and i love wrestle talk can't wait for saturday jam that jam king Wintree says i was there live at the show brought my wrestle talk sign for the boys overall fantastic show crowd was ear poppingly loud all night and that damn pax versus da- pack versus dax match had the loudest reactions all night other than punk post show five out of five love you guys what's fascinating there is we just had a lot of people like messaging oh we were there live it was so great crowd was hot we had a chat earlier that was just like, this crowd sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't come across on TV as raucous as other Dynamite shows, but yeah, always a good time. Nate S said, alternative headline to this video podcast. Was that the best contract signing ever? Because I think it might be. Great line from Callis and Kenny signing in Hangman's Blood. It was perfect. Miro was amazing. Nice to have the lights go out during a beatdown and not be for the save. Uh, Alpaca Nation, did Ollie just jinx strong by saying that he won't get cut? Oh, sorry. Is it your fault, is it? Dean Barretton, Cody Rhodes coming through the people was great. Here he is. He's the hero of the people. It's Cody, the good guy Rhodes. (laughs) Side note, the Omega and Page back and forth was class. I want more Omega for the win. Dorks of Wrestling. Undisputed Era brought me back to wrestling, so I welcome any sort of reunion in AEW. Enjoy full gear, guys. I've got to work Saturday mo- uh, Sunday morning, so I can't watch live with you. Still, it will be super awesome. Jam that jam. LIW for life. Former Twink says, uh, since it happened during Picture in Picture on the US broadcast, did the UK get any audio between Bowen's caster and the finger-flipping rowdy fan at ringside? That was wild to see. Love the channel. Makes my week every week. Jam that jam. I didn't spot it. Did you not? So there's a moment during, it must have been picture in picture in the, um, the American feed as um, former mm. Twinkle was saying there. But Bowen's like goes to the outside Max, and there was a fan who was getting right up at them, like scream at them. At one point screamed at them, then backed away. And then when they had their right. backs turned, jumped forward again and <laughs> screamed at them. And when they turned around, they literally just like, like shut, chatting, arguing at them. Wow. Cameras didn't pick up the audio of it like perfectly. But okay. like it was, it was proper. Like you know, I'm not going to say Bubba Ray arguing with fans at an ECW show because nothing was ever at that level. Nothing will ever be at that level mm. ever again. But I do like watching fans argue with wrestling uh, heels arguing with wrestling fans. Harrison Earl currently dreaming of an AEW tag division with the Bucks, Red Dragon, Owens and Zayn. Maybe DIY in the future. Also, when are they running down? Uh, when they were running down the card for Full Gear, it never ended. <laughs> and then they added a Cody match. Pay per view is going to be six hours long. Ain't it just? We are in for a, easily a six-hour show. I love wrestling, but I don't like six hours of anything. I was, your wife has said the same thing. Uh, Jordan Byrne. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. 
Jordan Burns. I would fifteen minutes max. In out. In out. Shake it all about. Foreplay included. Off your pop. Bake off. Got to be up early in the morning. Got to watch Bake Off. Not got infinite time. Six hours. Jordan Burns. I would love if the Bucks turn on Omega and sign with Cole. Omega teams with Red Dragon. The team Adam turned on this year. Super Click versus Omega and Red Dragon at the next pay-per-view. Steen debuts after that match to reform Mustache Mountain, uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Package pile driver to Omega. I personally think it's messy. I think keep the Elite and the Undisputed Era on the same sides. Alpaca Nation. I like Danielson versus Romero. Didn't matter that it didn't build towards Saturday for me because it's not it's not a making moments company, but a wrestling company. Also, that top rope brain buster on Dax had me scream <laughs> at my TV. He's dead in a JR voice. I don't think it would be making moments. If if anything, this was a making moments because it was disconnected from a larger story. Uh, Noah Fauna, I can tell you for certain, Ruby Soho, who wasn't even on the main show, got the loudest pop of the night. We need more women on TV. Uh, Nate S, Max Caster's better line, I wouldn't kiss you even though you're my fetish. Crying with laughter emoji. Can't wait for full gear. This card is stacked. Maybe the best pay-per-view of the year. And I think the hardest to predict overall is really difficult to predict. Well, we'll be doing the predictions very shortly, so stick around. I'm going to hot tag to you to arrest my voice. Card Hitman 89. Been watching a while. First message in. Was at the show with my spouse last night, and it was amazing. Interesting to hear Cody get a good amount of cheers Finding that post show was special for me and my spouse as they are a cancer survivor. Amazing. What happened on the post show? I haven't seen. I've only seen a clip where Ruby hugged Tony Khan and then Punk jumped on Cody's front and gave him a big hug and stayed there as well. Oh, okay. But that sounds really nice, Hitman. Uh, HCB. Hi, guys. I remember waking up on Monday thinking, OMG, Hangman could be winning the title this week. Long time since I've been excited for a wrestling moment. Can't wait until your dreams are crushed. (laughs) Also, notice American top team attacked in a circle just before the Judas chorus so the crowd couldn't sing along. That's good. That's nice. Mm, Nice heat. James Hanley. Top team versus in a circle has been fun, but I was disappointed to find out what they that they were doing another inner circle versus insert faction match. I love the faction, but I was really getting into Sammy and Santana on Ortiz being on their own. Jammoth thine Jammoth. I know, but Jericho needs to get to his Mazeldorf match, and this is a good way to get to that match. So he was like, guys, I'm just going to derail the stories that you were yeah. working towards. I, I need you for a, uh, to do this quick feud on, on pay-per-view with me. Uh, yeah, please, Santana and Ortiz, be Lucha Bros' next opponents. Matt Olsen has been a Memberg for three months in a row. Well Did done. Dax and Pac seem like they really hated each other? They were so stiff, and I loved every minute of it. That sounded more gross than I meant it. <laughs> oh, no. You meant it that way. Oh, yeah. The legit underboss. I love how AEW keeps kayfabe by cheering Fuego. <laughs> Fuego, too, but still booing Cody. <laughs> oh, I hadn't picked up on that, but you're absolutely right. Oh, that's so good. And Fuego, too, is... Cody under a mask tagging with Fuego del Sol on Dark. But it's not Cody. It's not Cody. It's Cody Cody is, is doing a, a, a... I mean, well, Generico was his own person. But you know how some people mix Matt up... Matt Classic, yeah. Yeah, some people met, some people <clears throat> think that Sami Zayn is El Generico. Like, it's kind of a similar thing with, with Fuego too. That's really funny. James Hanley. Cody's running for me was kind of like AEW doing their own Netflix recommendation. <laughs> 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 
It's Tony Khan saying, I see you recently liked Pack and FTR. Recommendations for you are Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, Owen Cody. Very good. Have you seen uh, their new Christmas movie they've got this year? Oh, I mean, they've got a bunch of Christmas movies, but they've got one coming out called Single All The Way. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's almost as good as It's a Christmas, Carol. Yeah. Oh. The legit underboss. Can't wait for Young Bucks versus Red Dragon, only for Adam Cole to swerve them both and side with the kingdom, which is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett yeah. as well. Monty Granito. I hope it's bigger than Undisputed Era. Khan likes to weave truth into his stories. Adam Cole and Keith Lee were NXT. AEW and the Bucks destroyed it. Keith Lee, Fish, Riley and Cole and Mia Yim become a faction. Cole is the leader of this, elevates him. That is a lot of stuff, Monty. I'd, I'll be surprised if it happens. I think if I'd have done that on a uh, fantasy booking warfare tournament video, I might have done better. Alpaca Nation 87, best contract signing with Omega at the head of the table. Uh, committed Productions, where's it gone? As, oh, uh, you... Injection 2K, what if bringing in Fish and potentially O'Reilly is to make the Young Bucks jealous because he knows Kenny is jealous? In that way, he can easily turn the Bucks on Omega and leave Fish O'Reilly to Kenny, making the super click versus Omega, Fish and O'Reilly. We've said that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, what if bringing in Fish is potentially O'Reilly? Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I just think keep it. Undisputed Era and Elite. Uh and finally for now, Committed Productions, huge fan fellas, what's the dumbest match you'd spend money to watch? A personal choice would be Triple H and Stephanie versus Cody and Brandy. That is not a dumbest match. That's awesome. Also, did you catch last night in Soho? Uh, what is the dumbest match I would spend money to watch? Uh, 100% it would be uh, Raven, Kane and Big Show <laughs> doing a hardcore triple threat match. Like, I mean, it's my favorite match ever. And so them 20 years on trying to like recapture that magic would be a car crash of amazing proportion. Have you ever seen a band do a gig and it is like the album again in order? Yes. Imagine if they did like they just did the match spot for spot. That, that, you that want? is what I want. Yeah. That is exact I don't want them to try and don't do new, don't spots. Do new spots. Don't do new spots. Try and throw Raven through this plate glass window <laughs> only you're now 20 years older and 20 years heavier than what you were previously and you can't do these spots anymore i think there's only one answer and it's ryback versus scott steiner i <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't seen Bad last asses. night <laughs> haven't seen last night in soho and we've got one more card card hitman 89 during the post show they brought out a person that had just found out that day that they were cancer free it was an emotional moment to see and just makes me happy to see a company celebrate their fans biggest wins yes very lovely all around I'm still not quite used to this stream deck thing in front of me. Mm. So, peeling back the curtain, someone listeners, uh, producer Rich recommended that we get this little stream deck thing. It's a gizmi goo. It's a gizmi goo, and it allows us to play clips again. So, I can, for example, play. Pardon, pardon my lewdness. I got a boner for that. And you will have heard the, the audio of that, right? Which is very cool. And I can operate it from the desk. I've managed, like, the PC's all the way over there, which is, you know, that's difficult. Every single time I press one of these buttons, I think we're going to go live on YouTube. Mm. And I've got a button here that starts and stops the podcast. 
and I tr I know that it works, but I don't trust myself to know that it works. So I press it, and I'm constantly looking at it like, is it recording? Is it recording? And then I panic, go to YouTube, like, did I just push us live? Even though that's impossible, I've always got this worry that this is actually going to be the death of me. When will you feel okay, do you think? What needs to happen? When someone else does it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if someone else, like a more professional person, started to ride this, then I would feel much... Started to ride this? Yeah, you know, like how you ride a desk when you're a DJ. Do you know you say that when you... Never! Oh, when I did student radio, yeah, yeah. Like, is it your turn to ride the desk? Yeah, okay, yeah. What? I'll, yeah. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah. Hop on the rodeo. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll ride the faders uh, and this and the other. I've not heard that before. Yeah. So when, the, when someone else is riding this, I think is when I'll feel... <laughs> It's just the, the 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 riding this. Yeah, I think that's if you said riding the deck. Like, that's <laughs> Do you? I can't remember if you were here or if this was a week you were also off. Uh -huh. Did you hear about Brandon? Brandon Cutler? No, Brandon. Uh, Andy made a Patreon private call. Oh uh, well, I was the one who told you. Yes. Yes. So live I on the main wrestle talk channel i was just in the back talk uh the, sorry the back talk the back end of wrestle talk's main channel mm. and there was all of a sudden this patreon call that was public and it wasn't like being broadcast as public it had been set to public and so i said to you i was like is that is that intentional and they were like <laughs> obviously not and there were like a hundred people waiting for <laughs> the video and they were like who's brandon yeah i bet it was an interview with brandon cutler and all this sort of stuff but have you heard about the name Brandon since, what it's become slang for? No. Let's Go Brandon <laughs> is essentially a way for people in the States to say F Joe Biden. No way. It's like, it's like a code word. And now, because just by happenstance, we put out a live stream of Brandon by accident. It seems like we're affiliated. <laughs> I thought you said, like, Let's Go Brandon. As in, like, let's go live. And I was like, are we going to start saying let's ride Brandon? No, as God, like, no. <laughs> that's like a combination of using the stream deck, riding the stream deck, and going live on YouTube. Let's ride the Brandon. Well, first off, I don't think the person Brandon would appreciate that. <laughs> Secondly, when it's now, it's got too much other context. Oh, yeah, fair mm. enough. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to go, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm back tomorrow. I have one co-host, but I don't have another. I need to speak with Pete about that. Um, but yeah, it'll be Matt McMuscle will be on the show, so that'll be excellent. And then we'll have a review of AEW Full Gear this coming weekend. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.